Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about Air Force Officer Confirms Giant Square UFO. That's correct. Air Force Officer Confirms Giant Square UFO. Now, we're talking about that incident that happened over Vandenberg Air Force Base back in 2023 that Lieutenant Ryan Graves talked about in his congressional hearings this past year. Interesting stuff. And it looks like we have somebody coming forward to confirm what Lieutenant Graves has told Congress. And that's what I find interesting about this stuff is one person has the courage to come forward and then other people follow. That's just how people work. This first article comes to us from indiatimes.com dated November 11th, 2023. Title says, Air Force officer recalls encounter with huge square UFO. Now I gotta be honest, the guy says he didn't actually see it himself, but he talked to the witnesses the eyewitnesses right after it happened. And then he goes in and talks a little bit about a second time that day that this thing visited the base. And he actually heard people uh, on the radio talking about it. And they were really in, in an excited and uh, maybe even a little bit scared tone. And so the article subtitle says, a former Air Force security officer revealed that military personnel spotted a large floating red square UFO above a U.S. airbase. The officer stated that the UFO made a second appearance later that day. The incident, which occurred in 2003 at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California, was brought to light during a congressional hearing on UFOs. Lieutenant Graves described the event to politicians in a retelling of the incident. That object approached the base from the ocean and remained for 45 seconds or so before darting off over the mountains. So you have this, lo this base located between the Pacific Ocean and this mountain range, and they talk about this UFO coming up. Now, we don't know if it came out of the ocean or just from that general direction. Comes over the base, hovers there for a while, and takes off. We find out later this thing returned a second time. Uh, it says, a former Air Force security officer said that several military personnel observed a floating red square the size of a football field hovering over a U.S. airbase. The officer also disclosed that the UFO made a second appearance later on the same day. Twenty years ago, workers at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California, a site now known for Elon Musk space launches, SpaceX launches, were astonished by the sighting of a red object over 100 meters wide. So what are we looking at? 330 feet hovering in the air above them. This 2003 incident came to light during a congressional hearing on UFOs in July when former U.S. Navy pilot Lieutenant Graves provided sworn testimony. Daily Star reported. Lieutenant Graves described the event to politicians in a retelling of the incident that the object approached the base from the ocean and remained for 45 seconds or so before darting off over the mountains. Later in the evening, post-sunset, there were reports of other sightings on bases, including some aggressive behaviors, he added. Appearing on Lieutenant Graves' podcast, Merged, a new military source has stepped forward to delve into the UFO sightings, providing additional details about its second appearance at the base. Jeff Nucatelli, a former Air Force security officer, was working as a senior patrolman stationed at Vandenberg Air Force Base on October 14, 2003. According to Jeff, he arrived for his shift change at Vandenberg Air Force Base after the first sighting had occurred, to which Lieutenant Graves had testified. He said he knew something was up, something unusual, when he arrived because about a dozen people were gathered around the smoke pit, eagerly awaiting him. Everyone is talking all at once about this UFO event that happened 
That morning, he said, Jeff was told that at around 8.45 a.m., three contractors from Boeing witnessed a gigantic floating red square. That's pretty cool. Gigantic floating red square. Kind of almost two-dimensional as opposed to three-dimension. I mean, you're seeing a square, not a cube, flying at low altitude above Launch Facility 21 and 10 as they stood and watched it. So there we have the time, you know, 8.45 a.m. Uh, we got the, it's at, and we got the location, uh, Launch Facility 21 and 10. So it makes you wonder, why haven't they been investigating this thing sooner? The flight chief and the senior patrolman who were on duty during the sighting informed Jeff that they had responded by driving out to meet with the contractors but found nothing. However, they obtained written sworn statements from the three workers and a statement from the technical sergeant who received their call. I'm telling you something. If the Pentagon or Aero was, uh, had any interest in disclosure whatsoever, they would have already published those statements, okay? But they prefer to keep you in the dark, my opinion. Jeff said that he had the technical sergeant statement but lost the contractor statements in 2012. Now, I'm not exactly sure why he would have the statements from these guys. Secondly, did he lose them? Did he get a visit from the men in black? He said that he had the technical sergeant statement but lost the contractor statement in 2012. Boy, let's, let's just put that statement online. You can black out the guy's name if you need to. According to his recollection, the workers described the UFO as a flattened square plane and basically just a big square object the size of a football field slowly flaunting over the launch pad. They didn't think it was here for Kumbaya. They didn't think it was here for an afternoon picnic. They described it as flaunting over the launch pad. Probably the most critical part of the base. Hey, you want to launch those missiles toward China? How about you wait a little while? We're here. That's kind of the attitude they seem to be uh, displaying. Initially, Jeff thought his colleagues might be playing a prank, but as they updated him on the morning's events, he became excited, realizing the gravity of, of the situation. He explained that this is not a joke. These are contractors with top-secret clearances not playing a prank. Later in the day, the UFO made a second appearance. Jeff revealed it was like a movie. Dispatchers received a radio transmission from the security guys at the, quote, Slick 4, quote, launch site reporting, quote, unquote, strange lights over the ocean. So more activity over the ocean. The security team at the launch site reported an object moving erratically, getting closer, and then, according to Jeff, all hell breaks loose. He said they started screaming over the radio, it's coming right at us, it's coming right for us. Now it's right here. It was hard to hear because they were screaming and they were scared. According to the Daily Star, Jeff described the situation as chaotic when dispatchers attempted to gather more information. Eventually, it settled down somewhat when they reported that the object had flown off. By the time Jeff reached the site, the UFO had disappeared, but he conducted interviews with approximately six people who had been present during the incident. He said basically what they described was this object came in, was moving strange, erratically, it got bigger and brighter as it came in. Then it came at a high rate of speed and flew right up to the entry control point and stopped. And they all stared at it. It just shot off, he added. Now, this this is a second sighting. Now, you know, I would assume it was the first object, but that's probably not safe to assume that. What I don't get here is they're not giving us a specific uh, description of the second object, what it looked like. 
as they did with the first object. So we're not really 100% sure if this, if this was a swarm of these things or just one of them making a second appearance or just what happened. And also keep in mind, Graves, Graves did report during that hearing that other UFOs were spotted later on the night after this morning sighting at Vandenberg. So it goes on, it says, Jeff, while not witnessing the UFO himself, that's important, had no doubts about what his colleagues had told him at the time. These guys are trained observers. They're posted out there 24-7. They know what aircraft look like. They know what fishing boats look like. I didn't feel like they were just jumping the gun because there had been a UFO, I said. So it sounds like they're out there at the edge of the base, you know, uh, keeping guard, looking out over the ocean for any kind of a threat. He said that it's improbable that either of the UFO sightings that day involved test they involved were testing new te military technology. Jeff clarified that the military typically does not test technology on an active base because the potential for a disaster to happen is so high. He shared his testimony with the Pentagon's UFO desk, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, that's Arrow, stating that they are genuinely interested in investigating the matter. Well, I'm happy he feels that way, but in my opinion, if they were genuinely interested in investigating the matter, they would have done so 20 years ago. I mean, you got names, dates, places. This guy says he's got one sworn, he's got one statement left that he took for some reason. He's lost a couple others. Shouldn't be that hard to track these guys down and get their statements and get some of this stuff posted online so we can all have a look at it. He also estimates that around 80 people might have witnessed the floating square UFO and is actively attempting to locate these witnesses to gather additional counts. I hope he I hope he does manage to do that. Uh, really wild story, and it looks like we could be getting some uh, decent confirmation from what uh, Lieutenant Graves had told us uh, earlier. Now I want to look at one more article on this sighting, and then I want to take a look at an article that happened uh, a few years ago, very similar. This one's not red though; it's blue. Okay, so here's this first. Here's this last article on on this uh, giant square UFO over uh, Vandenberg, and this is from DailyMail.co.uk. It says Air Force officer breaks silence on red glowing UFO the size of a football field, hovering at low altitudes over U.S. Space Launch Base in California. An event witnessed by over half a dozen military personnel. Sounds to me like it might have been a lot more. People were screaming and scared. The ex Air Force security officer said he investigated two sightings of a 100 yard of a 100 yard UFO witnessed by Boeing contractors and Air Force police on October 14, 2003. At least 80 people know that this happened. The U.S. Air Force veteran Jeff Nucatelli told the magazine told the Merged Podcast Tuesday, they're scared. Everyone's freaked out. Well, why would they be freaked out? Freaked out because of the UFO or freaked out because of what might happen if they talk about it? Now, this article is written by Matthew Phelan, senior senior science reporter for DailyMail.com. It says uh, the date's November 9th, 2023. 20 years ago this October, military contractors working for Boeing reported a gigantic floating red square UFO over 100 yards long. Uh, supposed to be 100 yards wide, too, if it's a square, right? Hovering in the morning air over a launch site at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. The eerie 2003 event first exploded into public view this July and sworn testimony before Congress, but now an ex-U.S. Air Force security officer has come forward to detail his official rapid response investigation into the UFO on the day it occurred. This is not a joke, ex-U.S. Air Force Senior Patrolman Jeff Nicotelli told the Merch Podcast 
Tuesday. These are contractors with top secret clearance. Nicotilla also revealed a second reported encounter with the Red Square in which two of his fellow U.S. Air Force Police Patrol officers got buzzed by the UFO. When I showed up, it's just mayhem, as Nicotilla recalled it. Everybody's excited. They're scared. Everyone's freaked out. I'm getting ready to jump in the car, Nicotilla told merged host, retired U.S. Navy fighter pilot Ryan Grace. And then all hell breaks loose and they start screaming over the radio. It's coming right at us. It's coming right for us. Now it's right here. It was hard to fear. The former U.S. Air Force Patrol officer said because they were screaming and they were scared. This never-before-public second sighting, which Nucatelli said he recorded in a police blotter with copies still in his possession, took place above Vandenberg Air Force Base Space Launch Complex 4, which is leased today by Elon Musk SpaceX. Well, that would explain why he had the, the uh, documents. I suppose he keeps those as his own personal records in case there's ever a question or he's got some kind of... Uh, way to explain, you know, why he did a certain thing. The veteran Air Force security officer told that podcast that he had high confidence in the half a dozen fellow U.S. Air Force police who witnessed the giant red UFOs flyby. These guys are trained observers, Nucatelli emphasized to Lieutenant Graves, founder of the new nonprofit Americans for Safe Aerospace, which is devoted to resolving flight safety concerns about such unidentified aerial phenomena. They're posted out there, you know, 24-7, Nucatelli continued. They know what aircraft look like. They know what fishing boats look like. I didn't feel like they were just jumping the gun because there had been a UFO. Nucatelli gave Lieutenant Graves his recollections of driving to the launch site, SLC-4, or Slick 4, as base police radio transmissions about the UFO came pouring in. This is all playing out on the radio, and the dispatchers are communicating with them, trying to get more information, Nucatelli said. It's just chaos, you know. The dispatchers are basically advising everybody to go on alert, trying to get information. And this would tell me that maybe we need to do a little bit better job at the Air Force and in society as far as helping people just to deal uh, with the mental construct of UFOs, you know, not to just like freak out when you see one or get scared or have total chaos and so, but to at least be able to calmly report what it looks like that you're seeing. goes on and says, then things calmed down a bit. The former USAF policeman continued. They said the object flew off. Well, yeah, it calmed down. It, they, it calmed down. Things calmed down when the UFO left. The best, to the best of his recollections, Nusatelli then interviewed about six people, then posted at Guard SLC-4 with his superior officer or flight chief alongside him. I talked to everybody, he recalled. Basically, what they described was this object came in, was moving strangely, erratically. It got bigger and brighter as it came in. Then it came at a high rate of speed and flew right up to the entry control point and stopped. And then they all stared at it and it just shot off. Their sighting was preceded earlier that day by the encounter reportedly witnessed by aerospace contractors for Boeing, first disclosed to the public by Lieutenant Ryan Graves in this July. During his testimony to the House Oversight Committee hearing on UFOs, three Boeing contractors, Nucatelli said, signed a sworn statement that they saw the UFO, basically just a big square object the size of a football field, silently floating over the launch pad, red in color, glowing at a lower altitude. At his first sighting, which began October 14, 2003, 8.45 a.m., the ex-USAF patrolman said the red square hovered over Vandenberg's launch facility 21. At the time, 
a Minuteman missile site being repurposed for a new missile defense system. Always comes down to the atomic stuff and the missiles, doesn't it? They're very interested in our defense systems. As far as I know, it wasn't a cube. It was like a flattened square, Nucatelli recollected. And I think that's important because we do get a lot of these cube sightings and I find them to be very interesting. But like he talks about, not a cube, a square. This call came in from the range control. They said the contractors say there's this gigantic flowing red square over the launch facility. Later, they brought in the technical sergeant from range control, Nucatelli told merged listeners, that received the complaint from the contractor saying there's this UFO. They brought that person in and had him write us a written statement. I have his written statement, and I also have the blotter entry. All told, Nucatelli believes that there's at least 80 people that know this happened, you know, and then plus the contractors and the other cops that actually saw it with their own eyes. And he's actively working to track them down for fresh interviews. I think this guy's got a book here. The former senior U.S. Air Force police officer who went to work in an administrative role for the U.S. Marshals after 16 years in the Air Force has also delivered what he knows to be the Pentagon's all-domain anomaly resolution office. So he's reported this to Aero. He's reported it to whoever else he's reported to. And now he's talking about it on this podcast. Crazy case. Despite controversy over the Pentagon UFO's office reliability and a heated public feud between its director, physicist Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, soon to be former, and UFO whistleblower David Grush, Nucatelli told Merged his Aero experience was really positive. Well, I'm like I said, good for him. In fact, the investigator that contacted me spent a tremendous amount of time talking to me over an hour for sure, Nucatelli said. Well, an hour is not that long, I don't think, to spend on this case. This is, if he would have come to his house or had him, you know, email him all of the records that he's got, then, then yeah, then we could be talking about this. But I'm not seeing a really in-depth investigation here on the part of the government. I felt that they were genuinely, genuinely interested in this case and genuinely interested in looking into it. His next steps, he told Lieutenant Graves, are to assist Arrow in locating more witnesses to these two October 14th, 2003 sightings. Look, if they got these guys' names, they already know where they're at. I mean, let's face it. This is 2023 uh, United States of America, probably the, the biggest spy network that's ever lived. And they got your cell phone. They know pretty much where your physical location is all the time. So it shouldn't be that hard to find him. What I'm trying to do now is track down all the people, the ex-U.S. Air Force policeman said, because my recollection of who was there and all the particulars and the details are flawed, right? Well, I don't know if they're flawed. I mean, you've got the name, date, place. It shouldn't be that hard to go back and find the records on this stuff. Because I wasn't there when these things happened. It's all secondhand. I haven't talked to these people for 20 years. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, let's get in contact. Let's talk about the UFO. Well, it is kind of a big deal, and that's why maybe uh, he doesn't need to contact him, but certainly uh, somebody from the feds could, or whoever, I suppose. If if people felt really comfortable talking about this stuff, I think they would come forward. That's the problem. But even beyond that, they should be able to go back and get official documents that were written down that day, uh, back in 2020 and 2003, whenever this happened, and post this stuff online. And then once they do that, and once the, the federal government opens up and shows a little bit of disclosure on some case like this and says, okay, here's what we know. And they don't have to put the people's names on there, but at least they can give a description from all the uh, security records that day and say, this is what people saw. And then once that happens, 
maybe some of these other witnesses will, will start to feel more comfortable about coming forward. Now, I want to go ahead and just finish up here uh, with this article about a flat square shaped this would almost maybe be rectangle shaped ufo but very similar to what was described by these guys at vandenberg that was seen uh over north carolina back in 2018. now this article comes to us from the charlotteobserver.com i'll have all these posted at the buy me a coffee website as always uh, thank you to the very nice people that support the program over there people give a dollar five dollars a couple of them give 50 and somebody gave me 20 bucks the other day to help the program that's awesome i really appreciate that and to the people that support over at spotify also great it really uh, helps defray some of the costs and keeps the program going also um, while you're uh, while you're thinking about it, go ahead and hit the like, subscribe, follow button. That also helps a lot with the algorithm and helps the program, and it doesn't cost a dime. So this article says, A mysterious square aircraft hovering in night sky scared me to death. North Carolina man says, written by Mark Price, uh, says updated September 4th, 2018, 9.51 a.m. They got a picture here. This is, this is awesome. I mean, you got to take a look at this thing. And you see this, like I said, it's almost rectangular to me, but you, you can tell this thing, once again, got to be close to the size of a football field because uh, underneath you can see this uh, pretty good sized highway. Lights all the way around this thing. Uh, they're kind of like just rows of, of, of lights. Places are where, where maybe the lights were kind of dimmed out, places where they're not, but it really adds a structure to this craft. It says, Javon Hill says he took this photo on US 74 southwest of Charlotte on August 18th. So that's the guy's name, uh, Javion, J-A-V-I-O-N Hill. Man, if you're listening, feel free to uh, uh, drop a DM over at Twitter or, or catch me at the email or whatever. We'd love to talk to you. Another alleged UFO sighting near Charlotte has appeared on Facebook, and in this case, it was posted by a husband and father who says he doesn't necessarily believe in UFOs. Javion Hill, 35, of Kings Mountain, North Carolina, says he took several photos of the object during a storm on the night of August 18th as he drove on US 74 southwest of Charlotte. The images featuring something square now, they, once again, they say this is square, so I'm assuming the sides of this thing must be longer than what we can see. What you can see is three sides, real clear, uh, where it's lit up at. So, But they're saying it's square, so I'm going to take their word for it. It says, this image features something square hovering above the tree line with its edges fringed in lights. Hill told the Charlotte Observer the craft frightened him to the point that he didn't sleep that night. can totally understand that. I was on my way home with my wife on the speakerphone and it looked like there was a tornado coming. So I was trying to take a picture of the clouds for my wife, says Hill. But then I saw something that wasn't normal and I was like, oh my, what is that? I started trying to take a, I started trying to take as many pictures of it as possible while I was driving. Hill says he pulled over at the next exit to try and get video, but the aircraft had vanished. A heavy rain followed instantly, he said. And he's got a couple of really good pictures. This is your second one he's got. You can see the highway he's on. And then I can see this craft uh, with these rows of lights around it. And you can really get a feeling for how this thing is shaped and the size of it. It's massive. It says, North Carolina is in the top 10 among 50 states when it comes to alleged UFO sightings, according to the National UFO Reporting Center. 
in Davenport, Washington State. The state has had 7,570 reported UFO sightings since 1940, some of which have inspired, oh, we can't leave this out, conspiracy theories. So, let's rephrase that. Some of which have inspired people with common sense to think that maybe this is some kind of secret military experiment. According to the odds makers at Casino.org, the site recently calculated the odds of seeing a UFO in North Carolina is 1 in 135,500. Well, I'll take the over on that, okay? I, I will take the over on that. This kind of shows you the bent toward debunking of this guy's got. Calculated the odds of seeing a UFO in North Carolina is in 1 in 135,500. Now, is that your odds for a lifetime? Or the odds for any given day of walking outside your house and seeing a UFO. Because we could probably go to New Fork or MUFON or UFO Sightings USA or whatever it is and find out that the odds are a little higher than that. You know, most, most of these states will have close to one person in 100,000 will have report a UFO. The vast majority of people are not reporting these things. Believe me, they don't want, they don't want to be bothered they don't take the time whatever and then it goes on it says hill says it's possible what he saw was a military craft conspiracy theorist maintain boy this guy you know if you have to i really hope that we can get to the point someday where we recognize that when a writer of one of these articles uh, starts calling people conspiracy theorists because they disagree with them or because the person writing the article is so close-minded that they can't accept that UFOs exist when people that don't even believe in UFOs bring pictures to them. Maybe at some point we'll get to the point where we realize that using the term conspiracy theorist is nothing more than name-calling because you've run out of arguments. Some believe the craft is from one of the state's military bases, which include Fort Bragg, Popefield, and Camp Lejeune. Uh, then it says military.com re reports that the TR-3B doesn't exist officially. Uh, I'm thinking that if it existed at all, these these guys would have already brought it out and, sh and, and used it for something, right? Reaction to Hill's photo has included mostly questions, but at least one person, Shelby native Eric White, said he also saw something in the same area that vanished in thin air. Well, good for Mr. White for coming out and, and talking about this. Hill says what he saw is actually bigger than what is seen in the photo. I was worried for my safety, he said. I didn't believe in UFOs until that moment. Wow. Now that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. I, I, I like the fact that we have some really good pictures included in this. It's unfortunate that this author uh, had to use or had to attempt to disparage uh, honest uh citizens from coming forward talking about experience i mean i would just say to this author this article these people are providing you with a story you uh write the story down and you're a reporter okay you are a reporter and this is not put under opinion piece so i would i would encourage uh this fellow mr price to remember that he is a reporter and so he should report the facts and if he feels somehow that he's being lied to, then he should find some expert and quote them. But just to call people that have a UFO experience or witness one of these things or think that they could be real or look at a picture of one of them like this fellow has presented us with, 
just just to offhandedly call those people conspiracy theorists because they're curious about what they saw, that's that's just derogatory. And I would I would just ask him, you know, as a reporter, to please show more professionalism than that, because I think that he could do better. And you could come out in the first paragraph and say, well, I personally don't believe in these things. I think that they're all a lot of nonsense. But I'm going to try to report this thing as objectively as I can. And then just, you know, put your paragraph, put your opinion in the first paragraph. And then maybe we can all have a look at this subject. But the pictures here are fantastic. Uh, the, the, the story, even, even though the story uh, uh, kind of likes to slam uh, the very people that would be interested in this, even though the author doesn't seem to understand that he is insulting his readers when he calls them conspiracy theorists, uh, I'll go ahead and give him credit for uh, posting the pictures because the pictures are awesome. And once again, thank to, thanks to Mr. Uh, Javian Hill here for sharing those pictures with the rest of us. This is how we get disclosure. If nothing else, we can just have someone post these pictures online, and people are doing it more often. Uh, completely cut the newspaper out of it. Okay, just boom. Don't even have a report on it. Just post it online, whether it's on your social media or Twitter or just some random site. But just get this thing all over the internet any way you can. Uh, write a short description of what you saw, and then we can all have a good look at it. And we don't have to listen to uh, the nonsense from the debunking mainstream media. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.